is everybody in is everybody in the podcast is about to begin graveyard grumbler podcast hello everyone and welcome to the graveyard grumbler podcast i am your host tino romero jr aka the graveyard grumbler and with me today i have a special guest her name is sam and she hosts the urban legends and other dreadful curiosity podcasts which she was actually the one that inspired me to do the elevator game so now i have her here and i'm going to let her do a little introduction because i know that i will fuck it up if i don't so sam let them know who you are and what you do oh okay hi um my name is sam and i'm currently a grad student uh in southern california and um so I came up with Urban Legends and Other Dreadful Curiosities as kind of like, well, I actually had a podcast before this. Um, it started as a school project. And this first podcast that I had was called Midnight Tales, I think. And I started uploading on SoundCloud. And then um, I actually thought it was really fun. So I decided to kind of establish that and start taking it a little bit more seriously so that's how urban legends and other dreadful curiosities was born and from there i've been uploading sporadically <laughs> um so yeah uh that's pretty much what i can say about my podcast so with uh going to grad school and still trying to run a podcast how do you find time to do both i mean i did in grad school like a ton of homework uh, yes, actually, there is a ton of homework. So right now I'm trying to upload at least tw um, every two weeks. Um, I'm trying my best to do that. But recently, like my uploads have been very sporadic. That's why it's because of um, grad school. And other than that, I actually picked up a job on campus. So that's also adding to that. And on top of all of that, I'm also a student athlete. So it's the I'm trying to find time here and there, and I like that this podcast is kind of like a way for me to uh, get away, kind of like my hobby, to clear my head and just like have fun with it. Yeah, I can imagine it's just a little getaway from your busy life. Yeah, you're killing it, girl. Golly. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. So the elevator game, I heard your podcast a while ago on, uh, let me see, dang, it was it was a while ago about the elevator game. I was driving... I had a two-hour drive, and I was bored as heck, and I was like, you know what? I want to hear something creepy. I typed in creepy podcast, and yours was one of the first ones that popped up. I was like, oh, the cover is really cool. I really like the name. What the hell is the elevator game? Let me check it out. And so I listened to it and was completely fascinated. I was like, holy shit, what the hell is this game, and why would anybody want to play it? It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, as uh, with my last episode, a lot of people, who, my listeners who, who've listened to my last episode, I did mention Elisa Lam, and so did Sam. We both talked a, just a brief, brief introduction on what happened and how she was tied into the elevator game. So, And you mentioned you were in California, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm in California. And um, weird thing is, I just read this, that um, where Elisa Lam uh, was found. It was in LA. It's called the Cecil Hotel. I don't know how you pronounce it, but yeah, it's in a hotel in LA. And yeah, it's actually pretty creepy. I was really surprised, but yeah. How, how far away are you from the Cecil? Um, let me look it up actually, but <laughs> from LA, I'd probably be around like two hours, an hour and a half. Oh, see, so that's a, that's a weekend getaway with your friends to go explore the, the Cecil. 
Yeah, actually. And also, fun fact, uh, the Cecil Hotel was actually what where I believe Ricardo Ramirez, one of the serial killers, he stayed there when he was still, like, when he was active, you know? Correct. Like, that was kind of like his hideout. And I didn't know that until earlier today. That's that was a, really spooked. That was an awesome an unintentional uh, shout out to my podcast because that was actually the last episode or two episodes ago. I actually did the uh, Richard Ramirez Night Stalker episode because I did I did the uh, elevator game, which tied into Elisa Lamb and the Cecil, which tied oh, in yeah. The, yeah, which tied in the Night Stalker, which he was there uh, during his the height of his uh, murdering spree. So that I appreciate that. That was a good one, even though you didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, I was like really surprised though, like when I read about it, because I was um brushing up on Elisa Lamb. Like apparently, serial killers would stay there when they were active. Like, like what I said, Richard Ramirez and the other one, um, Jack. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but yeah, I was really surprised about that. It was a. They stayed there because it was cheap. It was cheap room and board. You were able to stay there for weeks at a time and. It's mm-hmm. L.A., so nobody really bothered you. So they were able to come and go and do whatever the hell they wanted. Exactly. And also, you know American Horror Story uh, Hotel? I do. I think it kind of inspired that. The hotel was based on the actual uh, season. God, season four, I believe. Oh, no. I think it's season five, Hotel. Yeah, because there, a, a, there was several people who committed suicide from the Cecil. They jumped out of their room and down to the side of the pavement i think it's like a 15 15 story uh building that's crazy yeah. oh man that's another episode idea for me there for you us go. right there yeah see the cecil <laughs> that's a whole episode right there yeah and so you've uh you've seen the footage of of uh, elisa lamb right yes okay so what do you what is your take on it what do you think and what do you believe what is your theory on how she died okay um honestly i believe though she was it was so bizarre. Okay, I'll tell you um, the video first, like what, what I saw. Like, I'll just tell you the tidbits of it. So basically, she was going in and out of the elevator. And it was strange because it was like she was hiding. It seemed like she was hiding or slash playing with someone. And like the elevator wouldn't close whenever she would stay in the elevator and just not move and then like she was making these hand gestures like really odd hand gestures as if like she was like very um she was like stretching her fingers and all that and it was just very odd if you watch it and also my take from it i honestly think she was either playing the elevator game or like she's just like interacting with something or like some even say that she's in another dimension and stuff like that so it was pretty eerie to watch and the thing is um the camera like the security camera like there's really no one in there it was just her doing all um all the weird gestures yeah, and then on the camera, it takes to, it, when she was inside of the elevator, it, it seemed like it took forever. Wait a minute. The doors never closed. Oh, yeah. the, do- the doors never closed when she was inside of the elevator. So that's, I mean, for everyone who's, yeah. everyone who's, who's been on an elevator, you, you walk in there, you click the button within, I don't know, like five it to 10 closed. seconds, the dumb thing closes on you and you're just like, 
you're trapped in there. Well, oh, not yeah. trapped, but you know, you're, so it, it, the elevator game, I mean, the elevator, what the doors were open for quite some time, which, you know, oh, yeah. that's, that's already bizarre in itself, but that's, that's one of the big theories is that she was in another dimension and she was trying to fight her way back into the dimension that she was in. And, um, yeah. A lot of other theories yeah, were, were saying that uh, she was she was on drugs, which toxicology came back negative. The only drugs that were in her system yeah. were her bipolar medication. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so and then uh, and, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, no. I was just going to say, um, like, days prior to that, um, she had roommates. She was staying in a hostel um, type of room, and she had roommates. And the roommates were complaining, so she had to change. Uh, Lamb had to change rooms. And she had to room by herself. Oh, crap. So that's another thing to, like, um, add. Like, her roommates were uh, complaining about odd behaviors from Lamb. And, yeah, days later, she was moved to a room on her own. Oh, wow. I didn't read that part. Mm-hmm. Dang. So the uh, another theory, which I think might be i don't know if it's a more realistic theory but i think it's a theory people are willing to to swallow because they don't want to deal with the paranormal and the fact that the elevator game could be real is Mm -hmm. that uh, she was being stalked and followed by one of the the uh employees of the elevator of the elevator of the cecil hotel so that's how she was able to bypass the alarm and make it out all the way up to the roof ah that makes sense yeah i mean that's that's one of the theories that people are willing to uh, to to swallow and because you know uh how how was it that she was able to to climb up on the water tank and pull the water tank cover off knowing that you know she hasn't worked there so she's never worked with the water tank i'm guessing so it, you know you have to do it a certain way and she was a small frail little gal wasn't she she wasn't very big no it looked like she uh it didn't seem like she was big like she could lift the whole thing because i'm assuming the cover the lid of the water tank would be heavy right that's what i would think her size and yeah the, and then the the more the more bizarre creepy part is that she was in there naked when her clothes were floating off to the side but there were no signs of trauma yeah that's odd the thing is though um i don't think she was being stopped because in the video you could see her like poking in and out and like if you're being stopped like for me for example if i was being stopped if i knew i was being stopped i would probably like just focus on like getting away and like not poking my head out of the elevator you know right that i mean that would make sense because the last thing you want to do is be seen by the person that's stalking you yeah exactly right and then that was kind of odd yeah because when the video first started she walks into the elevator and then she stands as pretty much tries to blend in with the wall on next to the buttons well like she was hiding from someone but then she peeks out looks around and then does this weird she steps out and then makes like a, a step to the left and a step behind and then steps forward again. And then she's off camera and then she was never seen again, which was, I mean, it's just bizarre. So my, my, th- here's my theory is that somewhere around when she was, uh, she, she did play the elevator game and the, the, what is that? The gal, the lady, the lady who, who you're not supposed to look at inside the elevator when, when you hit the fifth floor, I think it is fifth or fourth floor. Yeah. Yeah. I think she is the one she was trying to get away from. So that's, see, that's my theory. And since that, that lady, the, the, the fifth floor elevator lady, uh, she can follow you. 
there's mm-hmm. a you know one because if you don't do the game properly if you don't come back to the right dimension it's been there's been reports where she, that, that lady actually stalks you throughout your existence so my theory is elisa lamb was trying to get away she was able to bypass the the door because she wasn't in the correct realm she wasn't in the right building and when she got to the water tank the elevator lady she killed her that's my theory yeah it could be like she's probably like trapped trapped in there like um trapped in the roof or something or like in that um realm or dimension yeah see that I don't know that 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 just makes more sense to me because I I believe a little bit in the paranormal, but yeah. At the same time, how crappy would it be if that's actually what happened? <laughs> I know it's really sad. Also, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Okay, so I was reading this um Wikipedia article about a uh, lamb, and apparently, when her bipolar disorder became known. Like a lot of people are also thinking that like they're they're holding on to the theory that she, it was just like a psychotic episode, like where she was hallucinating because of um probably her sick I don't think I don't think it would be her um her sick her illness though, her mental illness though. Probably the, the her bipolar medications, right? Do they make you hallucinate? If you if you take the wrong medication, you're given the wrong dosage. There has been there has been side effects to where you do hallucinate. But from what was gathered by her parents and her medical history, is that she had no bipolar with psychotic features. So she didn't she wasn't prone or had any history of of hallucinations. It was just a, a straight bipolar, you know, manic depressive uh, swings in in her illness. And when the doctor or when the autopsy was taken that the uh, the appropriate levels of her medication were found in her system. Oh, got it. Yeah, then I have a feeling it's something really, like, paranormal, or if not, like, something just, like, weird. Probably aliens? I was thinking about aliens for some reason. Oh, my gosh, that was another theory. That is so funny that you brought it up, because I was actually going to ask you about that, that the, she was um, abducted, and she, yeah. she was being uh, controlled, by so what, what I read what what another what another theory was for the people who are listening, I actually forgot that we were doing a podcast and we we're just having a grand old conversation. But for for, <laughs> <laughs> for my listeners, uh, one of the theories that that are popping up in the paranormal community is that uh, prior to Elisa Lam heading doing her West Coast uh, vacation, she was abducted by aliens in her home country of Canada. I can't remember the exact city or town that she was from. However. She was abducted. Of course, you know, aliens are, are assholes and they like to implant chips on you and try to control you. So she was implanted there. She came to escape the alien torment from Canada. And when she got into California, of course, you know, because the aliens were tracking her, they were able to get her and control her and kill her. That's that's a huge theory that a lot of people are believing. And I mean, it, it's it's if it's not suicide. Because, I mean, if she had, yeah, I mean, bipolar, when you get too depressed, there are suicidal ideations. However, wouldn't, you know, just like, I hate to say it, but, it, you know, it just how a lot of the, the residents who stayed or the, yeah, the residents who stayed at the Cecil just jumped out the window, killed themselves. Or since she was able to gain roof ac- access, it would just make a lot more sense to jump off the roof and kill herself that way. But to you know, go through all that work climbing up the water tank, pulling off the hatch and then taking her clothes off and then going inside. You know, that that seems like too much work for for a suicidal episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like exactly what you said. 
And one theory that I have, like, this is not even, like, a common theory. I just came up with it while I was, while you were talking. It could be because, like, something in that um, hotel, the Cecil Hotel, has kind of, like, it could be one of the hotspots for demons to, like, lurk or something because there's so much, like, negative juju, like, negative energy around it. So, like, it, I don't know, maybe, like, the... I'm not really I'm not really sure if it's making sense but like maybe the bridge between the veil between um the real world and the like paranormal world is kind of thin over there so like maybe um demons with um negative energy can like I don't know if she was possessed but I'm not really sure could be she could be possessed or something that's actually you know? that's actually a good theory. I didn't even think about possession since there there are there is a lot of bad energy. There's a lot of lost, trapped souls in the Cecil from everyone that's that's killed themselves. And it, I mean, according to reports, the Cecil is a hotbed for, for paranormal activity of all of all sorts. So damn, that even I didn't even think about that avenue. And that's quite possible as well for her to to be possessed. I mean. Because, I mean, the, the movements, I, I don't think those are natural movements, though, you know, her hand gestures, the way that she was, uh, the, the way she was moving in and out of the, the elevator. It just didn't seem like normal movements of anybody that that would that would be, you know, I mean, I'm going to rephrase that. I don't think the way that she was acting would be a typical way somebody without being who isn't controlled would would act i don't i mean i i'm pretty goofy but i don't stick my head out and do weird hand gestures you know just randomly out of elevators so yeah it's so weird when you watch that video like when i watched that video it gave me chills it, it is like creepy. the first time i watched it i thought i was gonna like i hate jump scares so like i thought there were gonna be jump scares but there's none but like it still like really made me feel unsettled yeah, me it, me too. It it creeped me out. It just and it was nothing nothing like uh, Sam mentioned. It was nothing scary. No, there was no no ghost that popped up. It's just the way that she moved and knowing that that was the last time you're seeing her alive was on that CCTV feed. I think that's that's one of the most creepiest, bizarre parts for me at least. I mean, that's it just yeah, but that's, no, that's it's tragic. Weird. Yeah, it is tragic to think about. Yeah, dang. For a quick disclaimer, I did mention suicide. And usually when I mention suicide, I do want to give a quick disclaimer for anyone who is suffering with any sort of suicidal ideations, uh, severe depression, please, please reach out for, to your local help organization. It's better to talk to someone than talk to no one. Please, someone is always willing to listen. There's no need for you to take your own life. Very well said. Thank you. So I was uh, the uh, I was looking through your your episodes because i'm all caught up on your episodes by the way and oh nice thank you <laughs> so that your very first one i i i listened to that one several several weeks after i listened to the elevator game but the weeping woman is that based off of la llorona the mexican uh, the mexican lady it is it is yeah her english name is apparently the weeping lady or the whipping weeping woman so yeah it is based off of la llorona nice so here's the creepy thing is that out here in Texas where I live, I live in San Antonio, and right mm -hmm. around from us, I don't want to say about eight minutes away from us, there is a street that's called the Weeping Woman Road. And, oh, my God. <laughs> and it is also the Weeping Woman Bridge. And when I did a little bit of research, uh, apparently, because this used to be Mexico, La Llorona is very 
ha- she has her uh, was her fingers out in in this area as well. Oh, really? Like, does he work in that area too? <laughs> yeah, all in in uh, central South Central Texas and all of South Texas and into Mexico is where she's been spotted a lot, unfortunately. And... Oh my god, <laughs> and... that's so scary. That's like one of my biggest fears. So I've been, um, before that episode, when I was like doing the research and everything, I actually had this classmate, I don't know if she's listening to this, but like when I was still doing my podcast as a school project, this person in my class, uh, she, they were telling me, well, they were, they were telling this class that like when they were, when they were younger, like her, uh, then and their siblings, uh, they heard like a cry out of nowhere and they, they were playing outside and like they heard like a like someone wailing and they immediately went back inside. And I believe this was in California, too. So I'm not really sure. Oh, that makes sense that see, I don't know what's worse and for for you. Okay, so let me ask you. So you're outside playing. What's worse, seeing what's making the noise or not seeing what's making the noise, but still but still oh hearing my, it? Oh my gosh. Dude, I don't know. Like I'm an anxious person, so like I think both are really like I honestly don't want to see it. <laughs> like to be honest, like I don't want to see where it's coming from. Like I'd rather just like run inside and just like like not see it i don't know uh, what about you uh, i think it's worse for me not to see it, it it's just that uh because i mean you, you're for me i would be on high alert trying to figure out like what the words is where is this coming from what the hell's going to go on you just just the anticipation is worse to me than the actual action so if, i mean if i'm going to get my ass beat by by la llorona or or the bunny man like you have on here on your uh, on your podcast i would rather see it coming than not see it coming if that makes any sense. That's true. Actually, you have a point right there. Now that I think about it, if I don't see it coming, like I'd probably be scared too if I kept hearing it. So yeah, you're right. I mean the the one. I mean I'm a big. I'm a huge horror movie buff. My so are my kids. We we that's one of our our favorite things to do is watch horror movies. And one of the worst ones for me is when I hear when I watch movies and you hear you know you watch these people walking through the woods all happy and jolly and then all of a sudden you hear crying or laughing and then you they can't find it or find where the where where the voice is coming from that is way scarier (laughs) exactly and that that right there is a lot is a lot more frightening to me it gets me more more worked up and anxious than actually seeing the the entity or whatever that's coming up i mean that's yeah just not being able to see it but hearing it that's way worse exactly that's kind of scary now that i think about it and also like i heard she's um she's able to enter through buildings and stuff right Llorona? correct that is right so if she if she's locked onto a target and she wants to end your life pretty much there's not much that's going to stop her i can't remember how to stop her i know there's yeah. a way but i can't remember and that's what makes me a horrible horrible ghost hunting partner because if i see la Llorona, we're pretty much screwed because i can't remember how to get rid of these things Oh, yeah. I, I was trying to research it. Apparently, you're supposed to just leave her alone or something. But I don't know if that'll work. Cause, <laughs> like, it depends. I don't I've been trying to research that before I wrote the episode. So I don't I can't really remember how to like, like make her, you know, like make her leave. Yeah, I don't I don't know how either. But 
the now that you mentioned about uh, being able to follow, I also read that for the elevator game, if you don't return to your realm properly, that the elevator lady that you're not supposed to look at can actually haunt you. And when you're chilling at home thinking that you're safe, that she will actually start pounding on your walls and your windows while you're at home. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. <laughs> So yeah, that I, I read that when I was uh, doing the research for the elevator game that she can actually follow you and torment you. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we shouldn't just you know play the game, like, or at least have some research to when you, when you're playing the game. Right. I mean, that way you can avoid that. <laughs> it, it's a uh, and then my my youngest uh, my son was telling me that there you can't use your your uh, your cell phone inside of the elevator when you're doing the elevator game that if you do the elevator game properly you will lose service and your phone is pretty much useless you can't you can't use it oh, at yeah. all yeah exactly um there's no electrical uh or internet connection on the other dimension apparently so you're not you can't really use your phone so i think it's advisable to like write it on a paper or something if you're planning on doing it Right. I mean, they're, they're, when uh, when I hear that they, they don't have uh, Internet and, and anything like that, I just feel like they're still stuck in the olden times. I mean, I, they need to get their shit together and catch up to modern times. I mean, I need to use my phone. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that, too. Like, oh, come on. Get with the program. <laughs> yeah, that uh, doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, so the uh, so Elisa Lam, you think that. What what are you what are you leaning more towards uh, possession or alien abduction? Mm, it could. I was actually thinking leaning more on like alien abduction because like the elevator game. I feel like like there's no way she could have climbed climbed there or like climbed towards the tank. But I don't know actually. Like now that I think about it, it could be like either way. Like maybe. Um, the aliens or could be just like an entity from another dimension that she came across while she was playing the elevator game. But when I think about it, like there's nowhere in the instructions that said like you're supposed to go in and out while you're playing the game unless you reach to the last floor. Does that make sense? Right. So when you when you reach the 10th floor, then then that's when you are going to do your if you choose to get out or not to get out. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, that's why I was kind of, like, skeptical when um they said, they mentioned the elevator game. Because, like, she kept peeking in and out and, like, going in and out. And, like, unless she's on the 10th floor, like, there's no way. Because that it didn't say in the instructions. But also, it could mean that she forgot. Not sure. Yeah, that's a big thing is is forgetting the the sequence. I was actually joking around with my listeners when I when I made the elevator game when I I read out the instructions on how to do it, and then uh, I I put my tablet away so or my little notebook that I wrote all my all the instructions on, and then I asked my my listeners. I said, "Hey, can you remember the sequence that I said without having without going back and listening to that part again?" And I stayed quiet and I said, "Shit, I can't even do it, and I have the paper right in front of me, and I still can't remember the sequence how to get back." So again, I, I would be done. I'd be stuck in probably in the water tank as well because I, I couldn't remember. I'd have to leave breadcrumbs and find my way oh, back. Oh yeah, for sure. Because there's no there's no way that that I'll be able to get back and then uh, the uh, the sequence. I mean, I I can't remember the sequence at all. I, I mean, without looking at it, there's no way that I can remember. And I only did the episode like a couple weeks ago. 
Yeah, for sure. Like, it, I feel like um, with rituals like that, there's just so many details that it it really looks like it's setting you up to fail, you know? Exactly. It's an unwinnable game, people. Don't play. Yeah, but if you, for sure. But if you do choose to play, email me. I want to know what happens. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. I want an update. I've been actually doing research on like um encounters on Reddit and on YouTube and stuff like that. And I don't know if they're legit or oh sorry. I don't know if they're legit or if they're like like, you know, clickbaity articles or clickbait videos, you know? Yeah, like there, it's hard to tell. There's so many that you have to swim through all the BS just to get to the truth. And you don't know if they're doing it just for their 15 minutes of fame or to become YouTube famous. And yeah, that's that's kind of shitty. Just give us the hard, cold truth. That's all I want. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So how did you come up with uh, with Urban Legends and other dreadful curiosities, which I love the name. It's like one of the coolest names. When I saw your name, when I saw that podcast, when I first looked it up, I was like, damn. That's a badass it's name. So, <laughs> it's actually pretty, like, it's a mouthful, honestly. But um, I wanted, I was actually coming up with a title, um, like, probably around December of last year. And it was so hard. The title was probably one of the hardest things about the podcast, like, coming up with one. Yep. Because um, I wanted it to be, like, I wanted it to be about urban legends and, like, off the bat, I want when I say the name of my podcast, I want the name to kind of like tell people what the podcast is about, you know, and um, it's hard because if I just said, oh, uh, like if I just like name it Urban Legends, like it's very basic and like I wouldn't really want that. So um, I found that like the last bit and other dreadful curiosities, I actually came across this uh, store in um, in Riverside um, called uh, Dreadful Curiosities. It's um, a paranormal store, I believe. Let me look it up. But nice. uh, it's actually like a witchy store oh, and it's okay. off of um, it's really close to my school. And yeah, um, I decided to kind of like combine the, them both. So it's like kind of like general, like, oh, like, oh, I'm this podcast is about urban legends and also other like paranormal stuff like that you want to, you know, you want to indulge in. Yeah. You're, and that the, the title of your podcast covers pretty much every nook and cranny of, of that field. You, you nailed it perfectly. Oh, thank you. I just hope I don't get copyrighted with the title, though, because it like the store is literally called Dreadful Curiosities. Hmm, I don't think you'd get you'd get copyrighted because it's not just a, a solo. It's not just Dreadful Curiosity podcast. It's you know, you have the urban legends and other dreadful. So I, I think you're safe on that. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, because that would but, suck. <laughs> I know it would really suck. But like, OK, the reason why I came across this store is because I used to be like I like tarot cards like just the design and the art so it was like I was looking for stores about uh tarot cards and ironically I actually go to a Christian school so um yeah uh there's that so yeah I was looking at like stores in Riverside that sell tarot cards so I can like look and look around and I came across this store so yeah that was fun Oh, that's pretty cool. And you, uh, the tarot cards or the, the, um, the whole t 
taboo part of, of the tarot. Not many written, what is it, uh, established religions do not do not uh, happily accept tarot cards and what they stand for and the whole meaning bef behind them. My uh, oh no, they don't. No, my, <laughs> my sister is actually she's a, a spiritual healer and she does tarot readings and I, she had to school me on all of that because I had no clue. And I, I automatically, awesome. I, I automatically associated tarot cards with black magic and, and witches. I was like, oh man, can you like put a spell on someone? I need someone taken out. She thought, no, it, it's <laughs> not even that. Stop being stereotypical. And I was like, oh, so what, 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 what happens? And so she educated me and I was like, oh, well, damn, I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't know that, that the occult was so badly frowned upon when it's not. You, you have a few extremists in every organization. And of course, the occult happened to take it far, far extreme with, you know, the sacrificing and and all this other crap that they're supposedly tied to. But it's it's not all that. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool once you actually no, read about it. Exactly. Because uh, tarot is when I read about it, when I read about tarot, I believe it's supposed to be like how I use uh, tarot cards is through like it's kind of like practical. It kind of looks at um, like your current situation and what you can, it gives you clarity on your current situation and what you can do to either get out of that current situation or to improve the situation you're currently in. It's very general in my opinion. Like it really depends on what kind of reader are you. But like for me, like when I use tarot, it's pretty general. Like oh, um, this is your situation, and this is how you can get out of it, this is how you can improve your situation, kind of like take it, take it or leave it, you know, it's not necessarily the future, so yeah. That makes sense. I, 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 uh, I haven't really gone around to, to be practiced on or practice the, uh, the whole tarot and, and that aspect of, of the occult. I mean, it's, I should. It might help me with a lot of things, but <laughs> I just haven't gone around with it. I mean, my sister's right there. She's always offering and she's always telling me, I can teach you and, and it's not that bad. It's not what you think. I'm not going to ruin your life. It's like, I know you're not going to ruin my life, but it's just it's just something that I'm not, because I'm not a spiritual person. So it's it's kind of hard for me to yeah. to fully believe and, and, you know, ride the bus that, that, that helps so many people. Yeah, for sure. Like it's not, it's not really for everyone. Right. And there's and that's yeah. okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like that's okay. <laughs> right. I'm only saying that to save face so my sister doesn't try to, I don't know, stab me or something when she sees me. <laughs> uh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, with since we're talking about about your your podcast, I love your show notes. And one of the show notes that that I was that I hung up on that I, makes me laugh every single time that I read it is the one about nightmares. And you you give your whole explanation about what what the episode is about, and then at the very end, in parentheses, also, don't forget to sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs> so ironic. <laughs> and the, for for those of you who haven't checked out her her podcast, check it out. It, it's actually pretty interesting. It's, it educates you on some things that I never knew of knew of, like the elevator game and the nightmares, which is the. Let me see. What does that say? It is the. I can't even pronounce that, so I'm going to let you pronounce it because I'm. Oh, I'm going to screw it up. It's called Balawat. That's like a case of Balawat, which is like night terrors in English. Okay. See? Yeah. There would have been no way. And then it's, it's bizarre that so many 
like you like it stated here so many uh healthy asians are are succumb to unexpected nocturnal death syndrome which once i heard your episode i had i've never even heard of that so i had to look it up and from what i got from it when i looked it up was it's sort of like uh sudden infant death syndrome for the kids but it's an adult version and there's a, a sinister uh, reason or re- reason why these uh, these healthy individuals are dying is because they're being killed in their sleep right yeah Okay, the thing is, though, um, with this, um, I actually watched an episode, like, a, it's actually featured in a TV series, uh, TV show back in the Philippines, and I, I watched it when I was, like, six or something, and, like, they were talking about that. It's kind of, like, this TV show is actually kind of, like, newsy, like, it features a lot of, like, um, very fluff type of stuff, and then... They were doing a Halloween special on it, and they featured um, Bangungot, which is um, my podcast episode about nightmares. So, yeah, a lot of Asian men, like healthy Asian men were dying in their sleep, and they're relatively healthy. And, like, um, one uh, supernatural belief, like superstitious belief, sorry, is that um, you're not supposed to eat and then sleep right after because you'll die in your sleep that's just one fa- fun fact that i forgot to mention i may have forgotten to mention damn that's all bad yeah. so everyone listening to this if if you believe in that in uh stuff that that can possibly happen don't eat right before you go to sleep walk around the block or wait an hour or two it's like swimming you know, you have to wait a certain amount of time just wait a certain amount of time before you go to sleep you don't want to die yeah, for sure. Jesus, that is insane. See, and that's another one that I had no idea about. And it, it just affects males or is it both uh, females as well? Um, like in the show that I was watching back then, it was only like limited to males. But according to the readings, like it's just according to what I've read, it's apparently everyone. Yeah, but I like mean... usually the victims are males, though like usually jeez have you uh have you read about or heard about shadow people that that phenomenon that's going on that's been around for a long time oh the um i'm sorry what was that the the shadow people oh shadow people yeah have you heard oh, about that i actually have not oh gosh no. so i did a an episode about that a few weeks back and what it is is that when you're you get it's tied into sleep paralysis and mm-hmm. when when you're going through an episode of sleep paralysis that you you start seeing shadow people walking towards your towards your bed and one sinister entity is called they call him the hat man and oh uh, my gosh that's creepy <laughs> and the, the hat man has been reported and been described exactly in detail by several different people from several walks of life all around the world where they had no ties with each other and they see the same exact entity come in the room when they're suffering through a sleep paralysis episode. And some even reported being assaulted by the hat man, being uh, strangled, being cut, being pulled, being hit. And even on more, more uh, deadlier incidences, they, the hat man actually tried to smother him, smother them. Sorry. Oh, not them. And that's, yeah, uh, um, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. And uh, that's a, uh, that was that reminded me of the nightmares the were the filipino legend and the the night uh, the nightmares and the uh, shadow people tied in 
I don't know if it's the same exact thing, but the the shadow people and the hat man, they they attack anyone of all ages. They 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 don't discriminate. They don't have a a certain mo that they go after. They just whenever you're suffering through sleep paralysis, they come and and torment you. Yeah, they could honestly be related though, because it's common it, when you have paralysis based on what my friends have been telling me. One of the symptoms, one of the signs is like you can't really breathe. It feels like you're being choked. Yep. Um, wow. I've had two of my friends experience it, and it was pretty much like, like, sim- like experience for both of them, Jesus. which was pretty scary. So, yeah. Golly, that you know, and what the thing is that you have a lot of those the non-believers who kind of write it off. Oh, you're crazy. You're full of it, but then it it kind of changes your mind when you have so many people from all walks of life from around the world re- report and and talk about going through the same exact thing. Exactly. It's yeah. Like, you know, you start to think like, damn, is it is it true that you know it can't be everyone is crazy in the same way? That's that's not that's just a bizarre coincidence. So that means that this these events might actually be happening. Yeah, for sure. I don't like, know. That's I mean, really like it's probably pretty scary have you had sleep paralysis before no I've, I've never i've never dealt with the with sleep paralysis yeah it's not a pleasant experience i've never had it but based on what my friends have told me it's pretty i don't know like i would probably be scared if well, that happened to me too i'm just the thought of it i mean it, it's changing it being crippled being paralyzed and all you can do you can hear everything and you can move your eyes but that's it so exactly. you're you're 100 helpless, and then you see these these shadow entities coming towards you, and there, there's nothing you can do. Jeez, that again that that in itself is is just it's just a terrifying, not cool thing that I want to experience, and it sucks for anyone that that's gone through it. It's oh, I feel for you. Exactly. Golly. That was that's really scary. And so with your with your latest episode. Why did you fall? And I can't pronounce the the, the name. Is it Daruma-san? Daruma-san, yeah. Okay, Daruma-san. so I have yet to listen to to this episode. So I, I'm all caught up except for this one episode. And I've just have, I've been slacking on my podcast lately. But So educate me. What, what, what are we talking about here? What game am I going to play this time? Am I going to die? It's called The Bath Game. And it's been, this ritual has been up in like the in scary websites when i was around probably like this probably been around like 10 years ago or so and like i came across this game when i was like like younger when i was like probably in fourth grade or something like um i came across this game about like summoning this ghost that'll probably torment you and this game is actually kind of like the scary version of the red light green light game or marco polo type of thing what the hell? and like the goal of this game is to not is to avoid this ghost who's trying to kill you or haunt you for the rest of your life and yeah it's pretty what? much like just the fun of it that's why people choose to play that game but yeah it's pretty scary what what fun what fun i mean you how how bored does someone have to be to summon something that's gonna that's gonna kill you or or try to murder you for the rest of your life how how bored does someone have to get like 
I don't know, but this game is really scary when I read it. The first time I read it, like my 10 year old self was just like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that, that reminds me of the midnight game. That's another ritualistic game that, and I just did an episode on that. My son told me about that, that uh, ritual game and I never heard of it. All these, all these brand new things I'm, I learn from your podcast and I learn from my kids because I, I never paid attention to the, the outside of what's the, the more worldly uh, urban legends and other things around the world. I, I didn't, I had no idea that there were so many crazy jacked up ones. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, there was even this, like, okay, so um, I listened to this podcast called Two Girls, One Ghost, and they talked about the midnight game and the bath game in their podcast. I'm not really sure which episode is which, but yeah, that's how I was like, okay, maybe I should make an episode about this too. And like for the bath game, they actually told this story about, this is a Reddit, this coming from a Reddit forum. And this user was playing the bath game and um, while he was playing it, he woke up at 3 a.m. So automatically, it automatically starts the game. And he was trying to avoid this ghost at 3 a.m. till like 7 a.m. And then like he asked, he had to ask his friend to keep him company while he was playing this game. And then like his friend literally heard the ghost tell, um, the user it's time for you to fall which made it really scary holy crap so, yeah so what do you how do you how do you summon this this bathtub ghost do you, what's the bathtub how, 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 okay let me phrase that what are the steps to get to start the game why is it called the bathtub game well um there's a lot of steps if you listen to my podcast no i'm just kidding but yeah um there's a lot of steps I'm just gonna like summarize this because it's like a lot of details. Basically, steps involve the you need a bathtub, so shower doesn't really work in this game. So like a bath, a room with a bath bathtub, and that's pretty much what you need. And then you fill it up, and then you actually like let me try to summarize this without like. So you basically kind of like do your whole bath routine and then like you ask her hey why did you fall why did you fall down why did you fall down you ask the ghost and the ghost's name is daruma-san and like basically this ghost died by when she was taking a bath and she slipped and fell and she gouged her eyes out that's how she died so holy crap yeah um in your mind's eye you're supposed to see her die like that very gruesome and yeah that's kind of like how to start the game and like as you were as because you have to keep your eyes closed most of the time so like as you're keeping your eyes closed you'll see her and then you'll actually feel her presence behind you in the tub and then like once you're done you're supposed to get off the tub and with your eyes still closed you have to get out of the bathroom and lock it. Yeah, get out of the bathroom and close the door behind you with your eyes closed. And it is said that the ghost is supposed to trip you. That Jeez. was pretty much how you start the game. What the hell? I wonder if now, since it's been, what I think it was 2013 that Elisa Lamp passed, 
I wonder if they're going to make, if they're going to summon her ghost and do some sort of crazy ritualistic game with her as well. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like I even talked about in my podcast about this um, bath game that like whether or not this is like a creepy pasta type of thing or an actual urban legend because like when I when you look up the bath game, it's actually just like the ritual itself. Like there's no like encounters or anything. And like if you actually look at the encounters, like it's more so like I don't know if it's legit or if it's if it's not. Like it's kind of clickbaity in a way. But right. who knows? Jesus, that are you? Uh, would you ever play any of those games? No, no. Um, I'm very anxious and I cannot. Like, I may like horror, but then like, I, I cannot. I would probably pee my pants if I see <laughs> if I had like a paranormal experience. So, what got you into, and what what fascinates you, and how did you get into the urban legends and start doing all that research and putting out that that information? What 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 drew you to it? Um. That's a good question, actually. Okay, let me start when I was like around nine-ish, around there, third grade. I actually liked watching horror films at that age because my cousin would watch horror films and I would join her. So like we would just watch together with my other family. So yeah, that's how I enjoyed watching horror films. But then I watch it like pretty sporadically, like sometimes you know whenever i feel like it and then i am also fascinated with mythologies in general so like greek mythology roman philippine mythology all that type of stuff and when i was around nine i would really i would intensely talk about um urban legends uh mostly filipino though mostly um philippine mythologies like the aswang the mananangal all that type of stuff and like the Ouija board, like, because Ouija boards back then were, like, a big theme in the horror films that I would watch. So those were really interesting. Okay. Would you, uh, have you used a Ouija board or known anyone who's, who have used a Ouija board? I'm sorry, what was that? Would you ever use a Ouija board or have you known anyone that used a Ouija board? I would never, personally, I would never use a Ouija board, but I... I've never known anyone use one, but then I've been listening to Two Girls and One Ghost, and there were a lot of like stories and encounters about people using them, and it's pretty, pretty scary, honestly. Like I would even advise using, uh, I would even advise against using Ouija boards because I think it's something not to be messed with unless like you're professional or you know what you're doing. I agree with that. But for those of you who are willing to use a Ouija board, record the audio and please email it to us. Uh, you will be featured on the show. Yeah, that's <laughs> really good. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, Lee. So, do you still watch is uh, a lot of horror movies, or or is it a little different now that you're you're out on your own? It's a little different. Like I would watch um horror movies here and there, but not regularly. But the only horror, the only thing I would watch that's um in the horror genre is freaking American Horror Story. Like that's the only thing I would watch. That was such a great show, or it is a great show. Oh I mean, yeah, I don't I even know if it's it. still on right now. Is it still going on? I believe. It's still going on. I don't know. The last episode I watched was the apocalypse, but I'm pretty sure they had more. They had like 
84 or something. Golly. But it was, I mean, it's it's so well produced. It's such a great show. Yeah. My favorite episode, uh, my favorite seasons are seasons one, three, and I actually like the apocalypse, even though there was so much chaotic energy in it. The last one that I watched. The season one was really good. I don't know which one was the one with uh, Lady Gaga. What episode, what season was that? I believe it's five. Season five, Hotel. Okay, then yeah, then that one was pretty decent as well. Yeah, that one's pretty good too. But like, I like that one kind of like, like made me kind of like cynical. Like, oh my gosh, everyone's bad in in this episode, you know? Right. That's not a bad thing to be though. To you got to root, yeah, you got to root yeah. for the bad guys every now and then. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so at the we've uh yeah, we've talked we've talked about a lot of stuff already. Oh yeah. So I have sure. a I have a few few rapid fire, not rapid fire, but a few quick uh, questions to see how you would respond. So. Okay. All got right. It. Zombie apocalypse. How are you surviving? Oh my gosh, hiding. <laughs> I would probably hide and like um probably get all like the essentials and either hide or like walk around by foot or something or by car. Where would you hide and where would you get your essentials? And what are the essentials to you? Oh my gosh, this is hard. Um, first, I would probably get like a possible like weapon that I can use. So probably at like a golf club because or like a knife. And then the essentials would probably be food, um, clothing, water. And then I would probably hide out in a grocery store or a mall that's like remotely kind of like in the middle-ish of nowhere, like suburbs area or the least populated areas. Okay. Yeah. All right. If I can, though. (laughs) So you said uh, you mentioned golf, and I believe that that is your your sport of choice, correct, is golf? Yes. I am a golfer. Very classic. What uh, <laughs> what club are you using? Hmm, probably the heaviest one I can find, because a driver like the big clubs, they may be big, but they're very light, and you can easily like break into them. So probably like a wedge, like yeah. a sixty degree. That, wedge. That's what I'm thinking, because it's going to be angled enough to where you'll be able to put a nice divot inside someone's head. Yeah, yeah, you would want like a shaft that's like steel or like something that isn't breakable you know or i would actually use a putter too because those are pretty heavy especially the older putters i have an older putter and that sucker i think it's i'm pretty sure i'm going to get lead poisoning from it because i think it's solid lead oh yeah yeah (laughs) it was my pretty hard it's my it was my father-in-law's and he uh gave it to me before well a while before he passed and golly it is an old school putter and that sucker is heavy it doesn't do anything for my game, so I think he jinxed it. Yeah. Um, I used to have, like, an older one as well. It was my dad's. And it was so hard to use because, like, Clubhead is really tiny and, like, thin. Yep. That is true. That is true. So, next question. Mm-hmm. So, we have – have you ever watched that movie, The Purge? Yes. Okay. How are you surviving The Purge? Jeez. Oh, my gosh. I would probably just hide in my dorm and, like, pretend no one's – like there, kind of like leave it abandoned and stuff and camp out somewhere. <laughs> Are you armed or unarmed? Armed, definitely. Definitely armed. Okay. That's that's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. So you're you're in your dorm room, and this is another one, and now you moved in along with a poltergeist. 
How are you handling that? Oh, I'm roomed with a polter poltergeist. Correct. Oh my gosh, I would probably call like an expert, like a professional, to handle it because I would not be able to handle it. If I'm on my own, I would probably search like ways to like I don't know, like to cleanse my room and stuff. If not, then I'd probably say, "Hey, you better pay rent too. <laughs> you yeah. can't live here rent free." <laughs> That's yeah. Or I would probably be like, "Hey, why can't you go after the bad guys, man? Like, <laughs> please go after, <laughs> please go after, not me." <laughs> that is oh, Gally, that is true. If you're if you're if I can't get rid of you, you might as well contribute. That's a good point. Yeah, like might as well pay rent or something. <laughs> <laughs> have you uh, have you watched the movie The Conjuring? Yeah, um, just like the first one, the yeah. very first film. Yeah, that's the best one with the with Ed and Lorraine Lauren Warren and the the house where they where the the lady was possessed. You saw that one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what would you do different to avoid oh to avoid that entire thing? Even though. It was, it's not the house, it is the person that's being haunted. So what would you do? Say that you're one of the Warrens. What would you do different to to relieve their torment? Honestly, I can't even remember what they <laughs> what they did. Um, well, it's been a long time since I watched Well, the, the, um, the film shows that they exercised the, the mom and then they blessed the house. So that's, that's what the movie, that's what the film shows. Did it end, like, did it end... Well, no. Yeah, it, it it was all happy. The mom survived. Everyone went back home, and shortly after, the I can't think of the the family's name. The parent family, the parent moved. The parents moved out of that house. But according to actual reports, the only thing that Ed Ed actually did to the house, he did he didn't do an exorcist. All he really did was uh, the the lady Lorraine Warren. She just did a seance, which. My sister and I, we did, we did an episode on that, and it was, it, it didn't make any sense how they were able to get rid of of uh, the entity with just a seance. Because the seance, all, all you're doing is making a phone call, pretty much. All you're doing is, is talking to the demon. Yeah, for sure. It didn't make, that didn't make sense. I would probably, like, if the first few signs of a haunting is apparent, like, I would probably do that, like, right away. I wouldn't wait on it, you know? I'm assuming the uh, the family waited on it, huh? Yeah, yeah, they waited for a while yeah. until until it got really bad. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Like, I would probably like just act on it, like once I see the first few signs of like paranormal hauntings and stuff. Because apparently, I just learned this. Like, um, if you know that you're in the presence of a demon or someone who is malevolent, like. The room gets really, really cold, and you can smell sulfur. Oh, so that's shoot. one of the first few signs. So yeah, because that, that, that's actually one of the some of the the reports that they that they talked about initially before they went to get help was the smell of sulfur, and it, the rooms were were cold, and the clock stopped. It was, and then uh, they had this really bad feeling, like they were always being watched, just an evil presence. So you would you would act immediately and swiftly, huh? Yeah, for sure. Like I would probably like not wait on it because, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have probably been my course of action. I opted to burn the house down, but apparently that doesn't get rid of the demon. It just follows you to wherever you go. So that's that took my yeah. plan away. <laughs> yeah. What would you do? 
As I opted to burn the house down, but that's not an option apparently. But what I would do is oh. I would probably, realistically, I would try to to uh, surround myself with with religious garb, even though I don't I don't believe in it. It's if it helps me fight the demons, then you know I would do that first. And if it's still not going away, then I'd have to go seek professional help, like a uh, a priest or or a demonologist who is very seasoned and knowledgeable about what's what's haunting me. Yeah, for sure. But I would wait. But see, unlike unlike your your quick decision, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Mine wouldn't be so quick. I would probably get beat up a few times before realizing that they're I'm being tormented by some evil entity. Oh yeah, for sure. And then, uh, so you're walking down. Say that you're in California. There's a lot of canals and a lot of rivers and stuff out in uh, in California. You just have to find the right spot. So you're walking there and you see La Llorona. What do you do? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I would probably ignore. I don't know, man. I don't know. I would probably shit my pants or something. <laughs> I would probably just run. Look, even though it's useless, at least I'm not going down screaming it. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I mean, I would be right behind you because I can't, I can't run that fast. So I'm, I'm, I'm following, I'm taking off running too. I'm not going to stand there and try to fight anything. Oh no, I can't run that fast either without um getting asthma. So oh, <laughs> dang, I would it would probably be unfortunate. <laughs> Golly, so on um, what part of the whole? Okay, so that you're you're the, your security at the Cecil, you're monitoring the videos, and you see Elisa Lamb acting bizarrely in the elevator. What do you do? Oh my gosh, um, I would probably call security or something i don't know like a priest or something <laughs> or i just leave her alone i'm like oh shoot bye <laughs> <laughs> See, and that that's what i would do unfortunately i would i would just look and just shake my head like god dang another drunk kid in the in the elevator yeah i hope they don't throw up everywhere i, I there's not much that i would honestly do or react on that because i mean she wasn't being destructive she wasn't uh, hurting herself or hurting anyone else she was just acting bizarrely no exactly yeah like she's not even like she's just acting weird but like is it good weird though or is it something that'll endanger her life sooner or later you know right see and that that was that would be the hard one but me i would probably go back to watching youtube and just get, just ignore what was going on like i'd probably do the same <laughs> And then I would probably feel bad about it when I hear the news. Right. Like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. Isn't she the girl I saw? No, no, it was a different one. It wasn't her. She was uh, she was wearing shorts and a hat. This one wasn't. It was different. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my gosh. Have you uh, have you watched uh, Slapped Ham on YouTube? Slapped what? Slapped Ham. No, I don't think so. So Slapped Ham, which what it is, and which is a shout out to that YouTube channel. They have an amazing channel. He he does these videos. They're about uh, anywhere from eight minutes to like 20 minutes. And it's video clips, pictures of weird, creepy and bizarre paranormal things that that's happened all around the world. And some of them show where uh, people are taking selfies, and when they when they go back to look at the picture, they have someone they have someone's face or someone standing behind them that wasn't there when they first snapped the picture. And they also have you know like a, a group of friends who were you know out on the town, and and they decided to take a group picture, 
and then there's an extra body or an extra face that didn't belong in that friend group that no one saw that was there when they got together to take the picture. So. Oh my God, those <laughs> are really scary. I've seen videos of those though, not through uh, Slap Ham, but I've seen videos of on Twitter, like she was taking like a video on the, on the mirror and like there's like an extra face there and I'm like, holy <sighs> shit. The mirror ones are the freakiest to me. Those are so, ugh, those are so weird. They, oh my gosh, yeah, they are. So you're, uh, so you're taking a selfie. You just, you just birdied on, on the 18th. You're, you're happy. You're taking a selfie to celebrate with the pin flag on there. And when you go back to look at the picture to post it on your social media, you have a face standing behind you. What do you do? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I probably burned the mirror down. Like. <laughs> delete that photo like bro why you gotta ruin my selfie oh shoot i don't i don't know what i would do i mean because i would never birdie on the 18th and that's that only 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 on a video game but in real life i know that's not happening (laughs) (laughs) yeah so on your probably be like wow like nope bye (laughs) yeah that's I mean, I probably have to get a new phone after that as well. I don't think I'd be able to keep that phone knowing that it took a, a jacked up picture of some evil thing looking at me. Oh, yeah. I probably cleanse my phone, too, after that <laughs> or something. Just just douse it with uh, holy water. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so in your... Uh, <laughs> uh, how many... you? I, we mentioned earlier that you're really busy. You're just extremely busy with uh, with school uh, athletics work and then your podcast as a hobby how often do you post your your uh, you upload your your episodes or is there just kind of whenever you feel like it or have a chance is there a certain timeline that you that you release okay um recently it's been whatever but um i mentioned this in my last episode that i'm planning to do like a two week um two every two weeks on a sunday and We'll see if I follow through on that one, though, because I haven't been the best at time management lately. So we'll see. Yeah. And what what do you, uh, you said you're an undergrad or grad student? I'm a grad student. Okay. So what, what is your, your profession that you're choosing? I am actually in IT management and I'm trying to gain experience in like technology and project management because I think those are really interesting. I wanted to work in social media someday. So yeah. Nice. Um, I just wanted to learn more about like the back end of social media, like the tech, not tech, technological aspect of it. Yeah. There's definitely a a secure future in that. Cause I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the the future right there. There's everything's going to be technology. Everything is, there's not going to be I don't, know, I don't know exactly how many times or how many years from now, but it, it'll it'll all be it'll all be uh, computer ran. There's not going to be any any hardware that that you can't that you can use. It's all going to be digital and and on the computer for sure. Yeah. So, um, my major is I graduated with um, journalism, so I wanted to have like since um, I already got like the media experience now, like I kind of want to learn more about technology technology. So that would be nice. That's awesome. That's you have a very secure, bright future right there. I mean, that's not going away anytime soon. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so now, which is awesome, because my one of my questions, since you brought it up, I mean that I was going to bring it up, and you brought up that, uh, or not you brought it, but you're going to be majoring in technology. 
so you're minding your business, doing your work, and now all of a sudden the drones are taking over. You have AI, artificial intelligence that are that are overrunning your computer. How do you handle that? What would you do? Oh my gosh. Um <laughs> see, when I said I'm learning about technology, I'm pretty novice at it. So um <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll probably learn more about it. Like I don't really have that knee-jerk reaction yet on like how to tr troubleshoot this type of things, but like I'll probably do my best to learn more about it and like what ticks it off or like how it functions and all, all that type of stuff. So okay, so you have I don't know. <laughs> so you're asking uh, you uh, you have a uh, you have Siri or or Alexa? Which one do you have? I have. Okay, so you're you're at home, you're uh, doing your studies, finishing up your homework, and then Siri, without being prompt, starts laughing. What do you do? Oh my god, <laughs> I would probably like go, like run away, leave my phone behind, run to the nearest, like I don't know, like I would probably go to my teammate's dorm and say, "Oh my god, my phone just started laughing. I don't know what to do." <laughs> So, I'd probably be so paranoid and like look for company. <laughs> it's in that with with uh, with that reaction. It's kind of for me. I wouldn't. I would just stare at it blankly. Like, what the fuck did you just say? And then because for me, I mean, you try to. You, I mean, if you go out and try to talk to to someone, say, "Hey, Siri just started laughing randomly." They're gonna look at you like, "Dude, Tino, what? Don't drink, man. What, what's your deal? Go get some sleep. You're sleep deprived." Your phone didn't oh, laugh yeah, at you. Oh, yeah, they'll probably say that. <laughs> you know, but, but then you go back to your dorm after, you know, after everything's settled and then uh, your phone tells you again, no one's going to believe you. You have Siri's voice telling you that no one's going to believe you. What, what do you do? Oh, my gosh. I would probably be like, like, what do you want or something? Like, I don't know. Talk to it. I Like, I don't know. <laughs> I would probably talk to Siri. Be like, hey, what the fuck, yo? What do you want? <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I couldn't imagine that. Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty scary. God. It would probably be scary. <laughs> so on your, uh, for your next episode, have you, have you mentioned earlier that you're doing your episode on what now? I wrote it down, but I lost my paper. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> oh, I would probably... Um, uh, I'm actually doing my episode on zombies. Zombies, that's right, the apocalypse. Yeah, um, I'm actually like, I actually watched this film, a zombie film, and I, it would be a surprise. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's a surprise because I mentioned it in my last episode. It's called Alive, hashtag Alive. Well, there it is. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm I watched that, so I'm probably going to be talking about that and um zombies and like yeah it'll probably it'll be a new thing that i'm trying out but yeah nice 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 and when you said maybe in two weeks or is it a yeah week now? maybe in two weeks probably next weekend probably the weekend after that <laughs> <laughs> which makes it three weeks but it's okay right because you're a busy gal there's a lot of things that that are on your plate so yeah yeah, the, the priorities. I mean, your your podcasting is a hobby. We're not getting paid for this stuff. Although it would be great, but eh, it would maybe be sometime. Nice. 
That way we don't. That would be great to be able to get paid a podcast and just sit there and talk about random things. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be nice. But like podcasting itself is a nice like hobby, like to begin with. Like even without getting paid, you know, it's nice it to is. talk about like stuff that you like to talk about. Yeah, just whatever. Because I mean, I there a lot of the a lot of the topics that I have on my episodes are on my podcast. A lot of the episodes, I should say it's really difficult to bring that up in general conversation without being looked at like just ridiculous. I mean, I've tried to bring up a lot of these conversations like aliens and uh, serial killers, paranormal. And people are looking at me like, dude, you're killing the mood, man. Shut up. It's like, no, man, you don't understand. If you're getting possessed at night, <laughs> I, you know, you need to know how to handle this. You're like Tino, shut up. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel you right there. <laughs> and so I decided, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. When I originally started mine, I didn't have a direction until finally I realized that I really like the paranormal urban legend uh, genre. So I directed it towards all that. And I absolutely love doing it. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Um, I go to Christian school. So like if I try to bring this up in the general conversation, they'd be like, Oh my God, why are you in this school? <laughs> you know, like they'll probably be like, what the heck dude? <laughs> Well, then you always, uh, you hit them with the old razzle dazzle. You let them know about the stigmata. That's a creepy, creepy uh, phenomenon as well. Have you ever heard about that? Stigmata? Oh my gosh. Isn't there a movie about that? It is an amazing movie as well. It is a very, very good movie. It's like a religious movie, right? And stuff. It is. It is the, the, the oh stigmata. The stigmata are, the, are someone who is supposedly the holiest of holiest and they are gifted the wounds of christ oh that's so interesting yeah but also like very disturbing correct because a lot of people die from it <laughs> yeah but isn't there like a remake of that was it isn't there supposed to be a remake of that or no i don't know there possibly there, there could be but i just remember the old film back in the early 2000s i think it was that the uh, stigma it was a this gal who was atheist who didn't even believe, who didn't even go to church, and she suffered the wounds of Christ, and nobody believed her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's So it's like a phenomenon. Right. It's a very, very very privileged phenomenon that that only a select few actually experience. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty gnarly. See, there you go. There's another episode right there for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, this (laughs) is interesting. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like very um, unsettled right now. It's 6 p.m. It's like nighttime. Oh, I think it's 7 p.m. And it's nighttime. And I I will be having trouble sleeping tonight. <laughs> well, um, I, I don't know to thank you or to give you a, your it's welcome. It's okay. <laughs> like, that, that's a lot of ideas, though, for an Urban Legends episode. Thank you for that. Oh, no problem. No problem. Got to help out the fellow podcasters. I mean, I'm not greedy. There's good content that I think someone can use. I'm going to shoot it out there. Yeah. That's that's great. I'm, I really, it's been, I had so much fun doing this episode with you. Oh, thank you so much for this episode. Yeah, thank you. No problem. So we're actually going to holy crap an hour and 20 minutes <laughs> so we're gonna we'll go ahead and wrap that up because it's uh it's 9 30 texas time and i gotta get ready for work so or tomorrow morning for work so oh yeah thank you so much for having me here mm-hmm. i had a nice time talking about paranormal 
It is my pleasure, and I'm very happy that you agreed to do the episode with me. I was actually kind of worried that you would say, no, fool, I'm going to do this episode. Get away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. But but I am am very thankful. Your podcast is very entertaining. Like I said, your your podcast is the one that inspired me to uh, do the the elevator game. I waited so long because I didn't want to cramp your style. I didn't want to hear oh, it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want thank to hear it. I'm glad to hear that my podcast has just inspired your content. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Well, like I said, when I heard about it, I had no idea what the hell the elevator game was. And then when I listened to your episode and I talked to my kids, which was hilarious, by the way. Let me throw yeah. this out there real quick. When I told my kids about the elevator game, they're looking at me like, "Dad, are you kidding me? This? Yeah, of course I've heard of the elevator game. I was like, "What the hell's going on here? Why haven't I heard about this?" Why did I have to hear about this through a different podcast when my own kids knew about it and they didn't even tell me? That's messed up. I feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably kind of like a Gen Z thing, though. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm now that I'm uh, diving more into into these creepy ass games. It, it, this is stuff that I never, and when I was growing up, it's it's a whole different world that that I'm learning about. And my kids are, I'm very fortunate that they're able to fill me in. So between uh, urban legend podcast with my kids pff, my mind's gonna blow up with so much information yeah yeah for sure <laughs> but i do again i do appreciate appreciate everything i will this this episode should be released let me see if not tonight then wednesday by the latest because i i think i'm working the next couple of days so I know I'm working tomorrow and I haven't yet seen if I'm working Tuesday, but if not, it'll be out on Tuesday or Wednesday and I will email you the the audio once I get it edited and cleaned up and make it take out my intro and outro. That way you can just have the actual audio itself. Oh, that would be fun. Thank you so much yeah. for this. No really problem. appreciate it. Yes, no problem. I had a blast, especially the the last questions that I asked about uh, the purge and, and zombies and everything. Getting your answers on the spot was great. <laughs> Hopefully those were like good answers, though. I feel like I would probably be an idiot out there. <laughs> the the best answer is the answer that you give to survive. I mean, there is no right or wrong answer, honestly. And let, I mean, I think the only wrong answer would be just standing there and letting and getting taken out immediately. I think that's the, that's the only wrong answer. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but nope, it uh, there there's no wrong answer. I just it's just nice to hear. Uh, it's fun to hear other people's uh, answers when they when I ask them that question. I can't really ask that question to a lot of people off out of the paranormal uh, society or community because again they look at me like I'm crazy. Like, dude, the zombies aren't real. Why are you fucking asking? Dude, it's hypothetical. Yeah, Just yeah, answer honestly, me. <laughs> yeah. But... I've been told that as well when I ask them that. They're like, no, zombies aren't real. Why are you asking this? <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, but it's, it's I, I had a blast. It's fun. I, I greatly appreciate you doing this. Thank you very, very much for coming on the show. Thank you yeah. so much. Oh. Really appreciate it. Hopefully later on in the future, we'll be able to do another one if we can find a a good uh, episode that you and I have done at this and we can talk about that as well and have another, another fun. It, it wasn't really an episode. We were just talking back and forth. That's all we were doing. We weren't even really uh, doing like a, a, a professional episode. I tried to throw questions in there somewhat, but eh, it, it didn't, it, it just happened the way it did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I'll, I'll be looking forward to that. Awesome. So I will, uh, like I said, I have to listen to your new episode and then um, I have a couple 
I don't know what I'm, I forgot what episode I'm going to do, what Urban Legend. Oh, I think I'm doing the Red Door, Yellow Door. I think that's what I'm doing next. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, I think that's... It's on TikTok too. My son just told me about that one. So I think that's the one I'm going to do next. And then I'm going to have my sister on Sunday to talk about the Midnight Game. And then after that... I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, she, uh, she's pretty, she has some pretty cool stuff to say. It's pretty pretty interesting how she what she does to protect from entities and everything. So. Well, that would be awesome. Yep. I'll be sure to listen to that. Well, I greatly appreciate that. Again, for everyone who would like to listen to Sam's show, it is Urban Legends and Other Dreadful Curiosities. I will have the name in the show notes. Uh, she's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Her podcast is fun and interesting. Keep a just keep an ear out. Give her support. Give you give all my homies a su- oh, support. That, that we need more support. Get our oh, numbers up. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. And uh, again, this episode should be coming out the next few days. Wednesday by the latest, no doubt. This uh, this episode will be released. I have to edit it and make sure it sounds crisp and clear. And let me see what else. Anything? If you want to add anything, Sam, feel free to give your give a plug on anything you want, need, or if you want to say. I'm good, honestly. <laughs> like yeah <laughs> alrighty I appreciate everyone and again Urban Legends and Other Dreadful Curiosities it's available on all podcast platforms right I believe so yes if not I know it's on Apple and Spotify 100% and it's also available on Anchor for those of you who listen to Anchor when I was on Anchor so she's on there, she's on Spotify and Apple, and those are the three major ones that you can find her show. I'm not sure if she's on the other ones, because I listen to it on Apple, so that is... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So For again, sure. Thank you, you so much. <laughs> no, you're welcome. Again, if uh, anyone who has an iOS device, please, please go review, rate our shows on Apple. We greatly appreciate it. It makes us uh, feel good to get the the response so we can better our show, tweak it to make sure that it is there for everyone's listening pleasures so we greatly appreciate that thank you everyone for listening and as always good morning good day good night this is the end this is the end this is the end graveyard grumbler podcast